Panago Pizza presents S-D-P-P, the Steve Dangle Podcast, with your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. God damn it, I'm pissed about Jason Spezza. Are you? I'm so pissed. How can you not start a 36-year-old guy who was supposed to be a fringe forward? I'm pissed! So what's great is this show won't be up until at least after the game has started. Yeah. And my bet is Nick Shore scores the least first goal of the I season. I hope so. I hope he scores the Stanley Cup winning goal. But we can't celebrate that goal because Jason Spezza's not on the ice. It's not effing Jason Spezza. We can't, we can't celebrate anything this season unless Jason Spezza is playing. It's going to be Nick Shore score, uh, wins the Stanley Cup, assisted by Nick Patan and Josh Levo somehow. <laughs> yeah. That's With how Frankie Corrado from the point. A hundred percent. It's going to be, yeah, Frankie Corrado shot, three-way tip, Jonas Enroth in net. It's going to be sick. Can't wait. I... Yeah, I don't know how it's going to affect the game tonight. It's a peculiar decision. You know, it's but... weird. I don't think it will. <laughs> I mean, interestingly, no, no. Aren't fourth liners the direct result of like how you win the Stanley Cup? It's, it's your fourth line, right? Well, I if mean, you a lot of people winner. would say yes. If you ask no. noted <laughs> hockey men, come if on. you ask noted hockey men, yes, come on. But but come on, like it's true, <laughs> guys. Come on, come on. Just come on. <laughs> it's it's a joke, and and that's the that's the part that you got to kind of keep in mind is that like. Uh, people are freaking out because there's nothing else to freak out about. When when someone has a really good life, if you live a life of privilege and your shirts are not pressed properly, you, and Adam you, doesn't and you peel live a, any layers back. And, and, and he, he just or, acts to the onion. Or you've got like, let's say you you didn't the the house cleaner didn't clean your your rug properly. Mm-hmm. That is a problem to you. Like mm-hmm. I work out at a gym where some of my my uh, my uh, my buddy who trains me, some of his clients literally have never worked a day in their life, have never actually How? worked. They have family money and then they married into more family money. Like what a weird view That's of the fun. world. And so he said their yeah. view of the world is warped because of that. He's like right. they can't properly they could never understand what it's like. And so right now our problems are Jason Spetz is not playing. That's because we haven't figured out what other things we could be focusing on. Good things like Kasperi Kapanen's in the top six. Yay, we like Kasperi yep. Kapanen. Yeah. Yeah. Andreas Janssen is finally playing with Matthews and Nylander. Yeah. 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 is finally That's playing a, with Matthews and right. Nylander. Yeah. <laughs> the Leafs are somewhat deep at the right hand side on D. Hey. Hey. No, but we got to focus on Jason Spezza versus Nick Shore, who, by the way, we would have killed to have Nick Shore on the team at center on the fourth line last season. Yeah. If, if, if it was me making the decision, because Babcock has already come out and said uh, Spets is going to play on Friday mm-hmm. against mm-hmm. Columbus, first half of the back-to-back. Um, if it was Spetsa starting tonight and then Nick Shore on Friday, we'd all be like, yeah, yeah, okay, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have put Spetsa in, in the home opener slot, um, but I'm, I'm starting to think about this from a historical context. So we, at the time we're recording this, don't know the captain. That's pretty interesting. Right. I, I'm going to go ahead and assume it's John Tavares. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm picturing myself 10, 15 years from now, uh, and my kid, hopefully I got a kid, at least one, comes up to me, and they go, hey. Young Caden. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Steve goes, hey, Caden. And I'll be like, what's up, future WHL player Caden? <laughs> because we moved or something. And they're going to be like, what was the day John Tavares got named captain like? And I'm going to say, well, we spent the whole first half of it <laughs> complaining that Jason Spezza was scratched instead of Nick Shore. What, do, you, do you remember, what do you remember the most about the year the Leafs won the Cup? Like, imagine, 
Imagine. Well, I remember day one started with we got mad Jason Spezza wasn't in the lineup. Man, last year, Nylander wasn't playing. And wouldn't play till December 1st. Yeah. The fourth Come on! Line, the fourth line could have a terrible game, be on the ice for a goal, maybe even two. And it would still be inexcusable for the Leafs to lose the Ottawa Senators. Mm-hmm. Just like it was last year. The Leafs should not be dropping games of the Ottawa Senators. Nope. Columbus Blue Jackets, too. Uh, no disrespect. But, like, neither team is expected to make much noise uh, this season. No. Nope. So, I find the decision strange, but I'm... Choosing not to get worked up about it because I, I'm sure there will be plenty of time to get worked up about other stuff. Yeah. But also, like, well, you know, Ty goes to the veteran. Oh, Mike, stop that. Okay, Jason Spezza doesn't play in the home opener. <laughs> no, not that way. <laughs> you know, like. Well, the, the, the Mike All right, careful what you wish for, you I, little shits. It, I, with yeah. your little Twitter blog. Exactly, and... <laughs> exactly. It's just sort of like, you know what? Just, I uh, really, it's like. If you if you really want to get down to brass tacks too, and he, as much as I think it's great that Jason Spetz is a Leaf, and I'm sort of excited about it, I know that the advanced analytics on Jason Spetz are not good, and are I'm not, not talking no. about I'm not talking about power play. I'm talking about five on five, mm-hmm. and oh. and he's been a drag on possession, and he's been a drag on a couple other things, and not good defensively. And we know what Mike Babcock wants from the fourth he line. He wants a penalty killer. Yeah. So, and, and listen, Jason Spezza can win faceoffs. That's awesome. Jason Spezza can play power play. That's awesome. But it's not like the Leafs are lacking in power play weapons. So, at, at a certain point, you can understand what Mike Babcock's doing. And I, I they're going to tinker a lot. Uh, yeah, and they got of lots course. of room to tinker. He's going to play. He will play. And you know what hasn't really been considered, if I'm not mistaken, because guys like Patan and Agostino, for example, have cleared waivers over the next 30 days. They can just be called up and sent down mm-hmm. whenever without having to clear. We might see Nick Patan this upcoming week. We might see Kenny Agostino. Like, who knows? Can what? I also say that I like having a coach who doesn't care about what people think? Imagine if it was the well, other way and Babcock yeah. reacted to the fans. That'd be ridiculous. He's, like, legitimately colorblind to certain things. Like, the, uh, he doesn't understand that... Jason Spezza playing in the home opener against Ottawa means something to anyone. Yes. <laughs> like he it's not that he doesn't care. I I just don't think he even sees it, but I I definitely understand what you're saying. Tell the 1499 game story. Oh, oh well, <laughs> man, man. To a man. and I want to say it was heading into the playoffs, but I'm not totally sure. So, uh the Red Wings went through this weird phase where they were like we're going to ruin everyone's one year or one team in their career thing. And they got Daniel Alfredson for a year that was really weird. And they got Mike Mandano. Mike Mandano was at the end of his career and he wasn't very good anymore. Mm-hmm. That's sort of what happens when you're ancient. He was just, he was, it was like the the most recent few Bon Jovi albums. They sell because they're Bon Jovi, but they're not good. I can see. And, and Mike Mandano sort of had Mike Bon, jo- bon Jovi hair. Right. Like yeah. For a while. Yeah. Absolutely. Is it Mike Bon Jovi? No, it's John. <laughs> John Bon Jovi? <laughs> what? I don't even know his name. <laughs> Mike Bon Jovi. Ooh. Is it Brad Halen? <laughs> Car Halen? Jeff Halen. Jeff Halen. Yeah, yeah. No, no, Mike it. Bon Jovi Robertson, the defender. <laughs> the Rolling Rocks? What yeah, that's it? right. The yeah. Rolling uh, uh, Pebbles. 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 Yeah, Pebbles. That's it. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what is it? The Roaches? 
The roaches say the, the strawberries. Uh, right. Say it. Be mature. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. Anyway. So Mike Bon Jovi, Mike Medano, John Bon Medano. Um, he's sitting on fourteen hundred and ninety-nine career games. It's the last game of the season. So Mike Babcock scratches him. <laughs> I would love to know. Because, okay, when you hit a 1,000 games, you get that silver stick. Yep. Right? Uh, Eric Brewer got one in his, like, fourth game with the Leafs. Remember that? In that godforsaken season? I don't think we... That was the first time in my entire life that the that the Maple Leafs weren't selling out games. They were selling out. No, it's just, they were not. Was, no. Oh, they weren't even they selling, selling out? They weren't selling out. Oh, really? That I was thought the, it was, yeah. the ticket was spoken for, but they just didn't go. Was not publicized, was not selling out. Yeah. I went to a Leafs-Oilers game when both teams were thoroughly bad. And just looking from the press box going, oh, <laughs> yeah. there's a few seats available. Yeah. Good thing one of those teams is good now. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, well, if you tweet both, certain things, which both teams perhaps are good. we'll get to. Both teams are good, right, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, Thomas Jerko, first line center, or sorry, first line winger, is not going to be able to play because he is injured. Mm-hmm. Thomas Jerko, who played all of last year in the AHL, I feel and horrible it was for like, him. Yeah, like what a sucks. golden ticket! And it's like not a, it's not an easy injury. Like it's no, something it's that'll not. keep him out for a couple of weeks. Right? Oh really? It, it really sucks. Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of really unfortunate stuff that got announced like within the last 24 yeah, hours. because Brandon Montour with the Sabers oh. out for like a month. Why? When, are, we... when is that team gonna catch a break? Eichel. Yeah. It's, come on. What? Uh, also, when are we gonna shorten the preseason? Well, the Leafs preseason will be shortened. Yeah, they're, they're, they have to play, they're going to play the minimum next year. They're going to play the minimum six games because you have to play a minimum six. The Leafs used to play eight because guess what? It sold tickets, and it does. I want to say they played nine one year. But I don't think it matters to the Leafs anymore because they don't make the majority of their money off ticket sales anymore. Like the, the ticket, what you make in the ticket sales is nothing compared to what the sponsorships are. Like you think, you think people spend big money on boxes, and they do. But you think around, like you look around the arena. What are there, 20, 25, 30 uh, seats? box seats? Like the boxes. Oh, oh what are I there? don't know. So, so you got that. But for those things are, believe it or not, small potatoes compared to the partnerships that they have for advertising. Right. That's where they make their big money. Obviously, as you saw with the naming of the arena and, you know, $800 million. Jeez. So it's... <laughs> John Smarris. So, <laughs> so why are we paying, why, why are we bothering to play uh, an extra couple preseason games if it could injure a couple players. And let's let's mm-hmm. be honest. Hmm. I mean, with the exception of maybe Dimitro Timishov, we sort of knew what the roster was going to be. Even Sandine had sort of distinguished himself three games in, right? We knew. It was kind of like, oh, he probably will. Yeah, well, and it's like, it's like, obviously, what this first week or two is going to be. Like, you can use the first part of the season uh, to... Sort it out. Still figure it out. Like, there's no... And, real rules to this and with the lease it's not really like it's been figured out yeah. it's you're tinkering now they should also extend the regular season the nba extend. Did, yeah the, no just the the length of days in oh, the season the oh. nba did this i think it was they started it last year that is an unpopular opinion it, no but it helped with injuries yeah because there's more oh, time in between games there's more time to recover yeah because so, the nba compresses a lot right yeah they started so they had they had used to just play a whole bunch of back-to-backs and they got rid of a couple of them because they extended they they uh delayed the preseason or they moved it up i forget whatever they did but yeah if the if the nhl just gets rid of a couple preseason games you start the season a week early and there's a week extra of stretching out the season. Cap it at five. 
Right, cap it at five. Yeah. Like, yeah. What? I don't. Or, or like, I mean, uh, was it Eric Engels tweeted something about when the preseason started? He was like, "Oh, here we go, like a full month of this," and it's and he's right. Like, he's right. Yeah. He, even the reporters and don't the want this. Is trash. Yeah. It's it's bad hockey. So make yeah. it four games. Cut it in half. It's two weeks now. You can figure it out. And if teams don't feel like that's enough, okay, play against each other. Like, uh, figure it out. Sure, play scrimmage. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's all you need. I mean, it's not like the players are going into camp going, I got to get in shape now. They used to, but they're in shape, man. Yeah. If you're not in shape, you're Jake Dodgson. Uh, well, you know what I mean? There was that. There's yeah. that situation. You, you just, yeah, you can't do it anymore. You're in shape. Mm-hmm. That's what you are. So the training camp is really to figure out not who's in shape, but who's good enough. It used to be about lifting weights and, and okay, we can't have, can't have as much past as we used to. That's that. Gotta stop drinking now. Got, yeah, but gotta they stop having stop liquid lunches. And having cigarettes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> having like to drink in your hand. Should I stop drinking this? <laughs> anyway, perhaps so, not. So <laughs> we. So instead of focusing on the fourth line, which we've done so well recently, mm. um, can they we, have six lines. Can we revel <laughs> in the fact that this is the most complete Toronto Maple Leafs team we've seen in our entire lives? Win or lose tonight, absolutely. If you look back to you know everybody glamorizes the 93 season um and and to an extent the 94 season too where they got out to i think 10 10 a 10 game win streak but people don't realize they they won 10 games in a row uh, and then played 500 hockey the rest of the way gord stelic uh i was talking to him and chris johnson last night at sportsnet grill and gord you thought i was damaged gord knows every bad thing the leafs have ever done because on top of being a super fan, he was also their GM. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and had to deal with Harold Ballard, poor guy. Yeah, and he awesome. brought up the Vancouver one because, it, <laughs> but it was the way he said it. He's like, "Well, I know a lot of you are still mad about LA, but how about Vancouver?" Yeah. <laughs> ah, guard. But, but they were swept by Vancouver, right? It was were at they? least with LA. It was close. Know. It was four. Yeah. Well, Bray McGilney, like it was crazy. Uh, Kirk McLean was on the top of his game. Trevor Linden was amazing. Like there were that was a great Vancouver team. The 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 terrifying here. I'll, I'll just. Uh, real quickly, Gord, because apparently the Leafs were winning heading into the third period of Game Six, which I I was too young. Was this was LA five. or Vancouver? This was LA. Yeah, and Gord remembers being like, "We're going to the final, oh. Toronto, Montreal. How cool is that?" And even for Game Seven, he's like, "Game Seven, how cool is this?" Oh man, fuck! Damn it, Gord. That's what twenty. Ah! Do we blame that's what Gord? Twenty thirteen felt like. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, if you look at the road that the Leafs could have faced in 2013. Oh, stop! After they got past <laughs> the Bruins, not. it was like an, it totally destroyed Penguins team. They had a chance against the Rangers, and they played the Penguins really well. They would have got shit kicked in the Stanley Cup final. Yes. But we don't know that. There's an, there's yeah, a, there's an argument that. to be made that that team, as bad as they were, as flawed as they were, could have probably taken advantage of a situation that was in their favor. Yeah. Or how about this? They could have won at least one series yeah, that they were winning that? by three goals in the third. <laughs> the so, magic of that season was that it was 42 games. and that, 48, yeah. 48, sorry. And that when the Leafs usually fall off is around like game 60-ish. So they could have just oh. rode it to the point where they didn't even have to play the amount of games to where they would fall off. And, and the they scary, were already speed wobbling. That, that's right. right. That's the yeah, scary right. part is they were already starting to fall but off But the they could have just, it was short enough that they could have just snuck it in there. James oh, Rodgers, the first, best first 42 game goalie the Leafs have ever had. Yeah. I Did think. you see uh, the April Reimer tweet? Today? Uh, yesterday. I have, because I, I should say, I haven't seen anything today. So the, there's this famous picture that wraps up the Leafs in a nutshell I, uh, from either, it was either the lockout shortened season or the 13-14 season. Okay. And it's like four Leafs in the corner. 
against three hurricanes. Jordan Stahl standing alone in front and Reimer pointing at him and going, uh, <laughs> and she's like, uh, this is James uh, pointing to his future path. Because Jordan Stahl just got named captain of the Hurricanes and Reimer is now on the Hurricanes. Nice. That was, that was, it, it made me laugh and also hurt my heart. This is Thanks so, for that, April. so the reason we bring up all those other teams is this is the most complete Leafs team that probably has existed since since the 60s. And I'm not kidding. Yeah. On paper. On for paper sure. for sure. Yeah. It's a matter of now, can they execute? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think uh, you, you do have to learn how to lose, right? You do have to learn how to um, to lose and then hope that you're going to win. And I know that sounds super over, oversimplified and really stupid. My point in that is there are, there are teams that learn how to lose and then remain losing. <laughs> there are teams who learn how to lose properly and then win afterwards. And this is the season where we find out. Do they turn that corner? This is a big, big year. Ottawa for a long while last year before they traded everyone and the, reels, uh, and the wheels really fell off. Man, what a pesky-ass team. Like, uh... Just a joke on paper, Played the Leafs and obviously great. everything off the ice was terrible. Played the Leafs great, but like if you watched a lot of their games, they were watchable. Yep, because they tried really hard. This is what I always dumped on with the Oilers. Because believe it or not, I watch more than just the Leafs. Uh, what a defeated bunch! What a defeated. And Detroit tried really hard last year, and I think the Sens and the Red Wings are going into the season with this mercenary mentality. The Sens. I, I don't think there's any illusions about what's going on here. The Red Wings, it's pretty pronounced. Yeah. And there was, there's already been talk, of, are the Red Wings worse than the Sens? They just might be <laughs> because they have like three or four guys on Grand Rapids who should be up with the big team, but they're strategically uh, not. So how do the Leafs then mentally prepare to go into a game that they're just like, eh, whatever? Well, it's eh, the start wh- of the season. If you can't mentally prepare for that. Yes, I 100% agree. I was thinking about last year. Their home opener against Montreal was terrible. They were lucky to win. Yep, uh, I was in there. Overtime. Yeah. The the game against Ottawa was a joke. Yes. It was calamity. And that was the first Saturday, their second game of the season. Yeah. It was terrible. So they got to find a way to play a really motivated Sens team, play a really motivated Blue Jackets team. Like, even though I look at the Leafs on paper and I go, there's absolutely no excuse— it's a tight enough league where if you uh, sleep for even five minutes, you're done. Well, and 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 that's a really good point. I mean, if if you look at the Leafs uh, against Ottawa last year, the season series, I believe, was three one three one, as in Ottawa won three games against the Toronto Maple Leafs, which is a joke. And you know, people were super pissed. I remember this, and they weren't close. Yeah, no, they weren't close. These were these were blows. Like, they were it was so bad that games. Ottawa played the Leafs goal song in the last time they like the, they played each <sighs> other. They played Hall and Oates to troll us, which I thought a class troll. It's that was their good. Stanley Cup final. Yes, and like you got to know that when you play them. So you know? the frustrating part was imagine the Leafs had won those three games, those first three games. <laughs> Forget the fourth game. Imagine the season series is flipped though. The Leafs have won the first three games. <laughs> Wouldn't they have home against the Bruins? No. They would be a point behind the Bruins, oh. and all the Leafs, then then they're motivated, because now Boston's staring you in the face. Then they're motivated, and it's it's keeping that in mind over the course of a marathon season. You have to beat the bad teams so that you'll stay engaged at the end of the season, which they have not done the last two years. Last oh. two years, they fall into this mid-January funk, and it has it not been the last two January, Februarys, some of the most boring hockey we've ever seen. I think a couple Januarys ago in like 2017, it was because Babcock clamped down and said, okay, enough of the 7-6 games. We're going to play defense now. 
And they, well, because they the team, I have trouble faulting Babcock for that because they keep coming out of the gate playing that way. He's right. I want to oh, see no, he's them. Right. I would love to see the Leafs win. Three two, three one tonight. I you know what six one would be a lot more fun. Six four, something like that. But um, they had. I said this on the radio. Uh, in Matthews and Marner and, you know, that whole kids year, third game of the season, they're up 4 nothing on the Jets. They lost that game 5-4 in overtime. Line had a hat-trick and the game winner. Embarrassing. The next year, home opener against the Rangers, second game of the season. The Leafs are up 5-1. Rangers tied it 5-5. Leafs won 8-5. And then last year, there was that shit show against Chicago, the 7-6 game, the the dueling mm-hmm. Hulk Hogan celebrations. Morgan Riley wins it in overtime because neither team could stop a beach ball. If we could avoid a 7-6 game or, you know, not surrendering a three or four goal lead in the first five games, I think that'll be a victory in itself. Yeah. Absolutely. And then Mike doesn't have to go, all right, Roman Pollock's her top, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. right-handed D. Yeah. And all that, you know. So, you know, there's we're staring at what could be a potentially great season in the face, and the best part about it is there's no sort of Damocles sort of hanging over it. There's no big, scary thing that's like, well, will Nylander sign? There's no well, will Marner sign? M- Matthews is locked up. Um, you know, people are, you know, already they're talking about like Muzzin and Barry and like to me, like, I don't think fans actually care about that. You know, if it's they're your if they're drafted here, they're your guys. Right. Right. Matthews, your guy. Nylander, your guy. Marner's your guy. Tavares skipped town on the on the Islanders, gave up the captaincy and said, I'm coming home. That's our guy, too. Right. Mm-hmm. That's how you feel. But like with Tyson and Barry, sorry, Tyson Barry and, and Jake Muzzin, you're like, and Mike really and great. Jovi. They're, yeah, they're really great, but they've played a grand total of 30 games for the Leafs, and yeah. all of them have been Jake Muzzin. And so it's like, I don't really, you know, I'm not too worried about that. What I'm worried about is winning and winning now. The city's ready to love Jake Muzzin, though. Oh, like, oh yeah. No, nothing against, uh, like, some of the other new guys they have, but there there's a lot of hockey fans in the city who have been dying for someone to... Like, you you see the way he just crunched David Pasternak over and over again, threw someone into the bench during a preseason game. Mm -hmm. This city, uh, if he gets off to a good start, they're ready to love him. So, on the captain situation, and I know Jesse's sorting some stuff out here, but I want to get Jesse's opinion on this, too, because I think this is important. Okay. Okay. So... The captain C situation is one of two guys, and we know we think we know who it is. But let's just for for the argument's sake, let's say we're shocked today. Okay, it's John Tavares, or it's Morgan Riley, and and you could there are people that argue that the Leafs turnaround started with Brian Burke being able to draft Morgan Riley, um, which is a real stretch in my books. But hey, I think we just got lucky in getting him, right? People say that the Leafs, the Leafs true turnaround started when Morgan Riley became a Leaf. Don't think so. It could have gone no. many different ways. Yeah, no, I think no. it started with Brendan Shanahan, and we'll go from there. Yeah. But um, Morgan Riley, been here for, he's twenty. He's only 25. He's he been here for like seven years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> believe that. It's insanity. Yeah. Um, is a leader, no matter what, whether he's got a scene on his chest or not. Mm-hmm. So we know they're going to do a big build-up tonight. We know they're going to announce the captain. If it's Morgan Riley, are you okay with it? Absolutely. Okay. And what do you think, Morgan and, and Jesse? Are you cool with it? Yeah, I think I think that's I think either way, the guys in the locker room are going to be okay with it, right? Which I think is the important thing. That's yeah, that's a good point because it's the face of your franchise, but it's 
What, but is what Morgan is it, what Riley is first and foremost? Is Morgan Riley the face of the franchise? Well, that's what they got to decide, right? So what is it first mm. and foremost? Is it face of the franchise or the locker room leader? I think it's the locker room leader. Because if we're going locker room leader, I, I'm i still not going to totally rule out it's Matthews. It might and end I, up being him. Do you imagine? I don't think so. I mean, the timing is it's shit. terrible. Terrible. Um, but maybe. Like I've, so, I've, so, I've so heard... okay. So if I'm gonna okay. give so so if you were to cap it, if we're gonna put like a percentage on it, okay, all three of us. Mm-hmm. What percentage do you give Morgan Riley being the captain tonight? What what percentage out of a hundred? Because remember, you got to split this three different ways, right? So yeah, I I'm on the ninety percent Tavares, ten percent Riley, zero Matthews. Okay, J- Steve, seventy percent Tavares, twenty five percent Riley, five percent Matthews. So I'm going to say 5% Matthews as well. I'm going to say it's more like uh, 40% Riley. Wow, you think it's that mm, high? Yeah, yeah. And I think it's I think it's like and Matt 55% Tavares. Tavares. Can yeah. I read you the part from 31 Thoughts about the captain? Please. I'm one of those people. This is Elliot Friedman. I'm one of those people who believe Toronto's captain is John Tavares. And I'm also one of those people who believes it was decided three or, three or four days before the news of Matthews' disorderly conduct charge hit Twitter. I suspect Matthews knew about it, too. Not everyone is going to buy that, which is fine, because there's nothing anyone can do about it. But I think a small group of coaches, executives had a vote. While there was support for Matthews, Tavares had more. There was a rumor, which has been denied, that the, the Maple Leafs plan was to transition. Tavares uh, would be captain, then Matthews would take over, but he doesn't know how that would work. Well, that's mm. so that's what pretty easy to do is. that. I mean, San Jose set a good precedent with that, with Marlowe being captain and then Thornton being captain and then uh, Burns being captain, and they were all on the same team together, right? Was Burns not Burns? Uh, Pavelski. What am I thinking? Pavelski, and now it's Couture. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to keep track. Of. But there are guys, <laughs> and it'll that, probably be Burns next. Guys that have been there forever yeah. who just who gave it. Okay, my time's up. Next guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was amazing that yeah they played together. Um, so coaches and executives, according to Friedman, voted on it. I mean, it's a good pick. It's a good thing that they had more than one candidate. Like, it's better than a few years ago when, hey, should it be Matt Stajan or Ian White? Oh. It's better than they acquired Fanuf and he was just the default captain because he changed the music. <laughs> that was the big thing. Well, you should listen to the music he listens to. That's uh, crazy. <laughs> Young guy, listen to those hippity-hoppity beats. Oh, my God. It's, it's unbelievable that that was even a thing. Please but, burn but that we were ash. So, we were so... Desperate at that point, we were willing to go, okay. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Keith Ollie, the real big oh. piece of the... F- <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Uh, but, no, they now... They've gone from having absolutely no candidate to, like, a default sort of candidate mm-hmm. to legitimately, like, three. At least two. Yep. I and think it's fine. There's a reason why Islanders fans were so upset when Tavares left. Like, he was a heart and soul guy for them. And, and in terms of and he's got a great yeah. he's got great leadership and he did so over there under some pretty tough circumstances. And Matthews has been visiting sick kids without a letter on his chest. He, yes. did, he didn't need the captaincy to do that. <laughs> nope. Um in terms of like the on ice, uh, I'm happy to have Morgan Riley go over to the ref and yap at him. I'm happy to have John Tavares do that nice and calm. Uh and talk then, about Kale. Who yeah, talk about Kale. Muzzin will probably be another. Yeah. And wait, have they already named? No, I guess they they wouldn't be able to. <laughs> now, how what's Paul Marner's reaction if Mitch doesn't even get an A? 
<laughs> I don't know, man. Well, we already named three that are absolutely deserving of it. Yeah. So you got well, you got yeah, Tavares, Matthews. No, I would say Tavares, Riley, Muzzin. You would and, give Muzzin an A over Matthews? Oh, this is a much more interesting conversation to me than yeah. the captaincy. Who Who's gets the, a? the Who are your two guys? Three A's if Tavares is the captain. In like in terms of yapping at the refs, right? Like Muzzin's gonna have more opportunity to do it in terms of like infractions and stuff. He's gonna be involved. I just feel like in a lot more of those physical confrontations than Matthews. Matthews is the guy who. He, he takes, like, five or six minors a year, and he draws a lot. So what's he going to do, like, complain a bunch more? I think part of the reason he draws so many, besides his skill, is he doesn't do that much he talking. He doesn't yap to the ref. So, like, I don't think Martin needs one. I don't think Matthew needs one. I think you've really. got to make them Ooh. both assistant captains. It's yeah. a tough look well, can't if Matthews afford. has nothing. Right? I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Who are your three guys? Uh, Riley, Matthews, Marner. I, and I, the reason I say, like, listen, I don't know. It's it's tough to say because it's. So now you got Marner wearing one and not Matthews. I said I said, said Riley it. Matthews Marner. Oh, Riley Matt. Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, I was thinking in my head. Um, <laughs> and the reason I say that is that I think you've got to at some at some point turn the the like because I would I would include Tavares and Riley in the older leadership, and then Matthews that's and Marner in the younger the leadership. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Um, but I that's what I would do, and I would say Matthews and Marner are the next guys to sort of take the mantle, and. If you have two stars like they are, and yes, you can debate me on how much of a star Mitch Marner is. Sorry, guys. He did get 94 points last year. That's pretty good in my books. I don't think anyone's ever denied that. Oh, I think there are people denying it now. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and I've seen them, and let's not overdo it. Um, the point I'm trying to make here is you've got to have a young leadership group and an older leadership group, and I think that it's imperative that those two guys especially are pointed out as we expect stuff from you. Hmm. Like, if you don't give them some ownership of this process, that they are truly the reason it's all happened. Hmm. The reason Tavares is here, the reason Morgan Riley got 70 points last year, I would say a good chunk of that is owed to, not because they're not talented on their own, Tavares would have never come, and Riley would have been stuck playing with Roman Polak's for the rest of his life had they not brought in these young superstars. And I think you got to turn some of the leadership and ownership of this process over to them because it's because of them that they're in this position. It's because of Matthews and Marner and Nylander and Janssen and Cap. You, you go down the list, but it's because of those two, three guys that this has happened. And I think if you don't give them ownership of this, they're going to go, okay, well, what's the what am I fighting for here then? But isn't this great? That we have like at least six legitimate candidates yeah. for all this. I also right? don't give an but, assistant like, captain to somebody who could be gone in 82 games either. Well, because I was going to say, like, if we're going to go like leadership and tenure, why, why not Tyson Berry? Like, there's a potential one. He's new. He's too new. I think too new. Matthews is Matthews and Marner have already played 200 games for the Leafs. Like, I think they're I think they're leaders no. now. Oh my god. Yeah, 82, it's, 82, 82. I mean, Matthews it, maybe not because he's injured, but don't those guys still feel new? Yes. Yeah, definitely. I saw Nylander get picked over five years ago. He still feels new. Wow. You know, like, yeah. I'm just not used to them being any good. Matthews <laughs> and I've had three years to get used to it. Matthews right. has played 212 games for the Leafs. With all his injuries and everything? Yeah. I'm yeah. looking at Mitch here. Hang on. I'm just trying to look it up. 
Wow. 241 Mitch's plate. Where has the time gone? That's my point, right? Like these guys are Wow. These guys are now they're now vets. They passed like the veterans. threshold of uh they hit on the picks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they were they were good picks. Yeah. They passed 200 games. Yeah, this is this these are these guys are vets now. Uh, uh Spezza? Could we uh... No, I don't think so. <laughs> well, I'm sure somebody will be upset about it, but um well, yeah. Well, anyway. So it's just inter- interesting stuff. Now, yeah, we saw in the last little bit here the RFA conversation happen. And it's very funny because... Which RFA conversation? Well, the RFA, not with the lead... Sorry, not RFA. Um, waiver wire conversation. Oh, I got oh. uh, Happened. And there's a great argument to be made that the majority of the wingers available on waivers were better than what the Oilers have under contract. <laughs> so if you are Ken Holland, you could upgrade your team immediately by dropping most of your wingers. And if you want to debate me on it, there are numbers that support that. Not just goals and assists and points, but also, you know, the uh, the the advanced stats as well. Mm-hmm. Like, how th- how they would rather have Riley Sheehan over, say, like a Nick Patan. You could put Nick Patan on the wing. Or even... Sven Berchi's another guy that came up. Like, okay, James Neal is going to score more than seven goals. Okay. Thomas Yurchill might be a decent offensive producer because he has been at the AHL level. Okay. Like, there's... There has to be better options. Daniel Sprung, mm-hmm. Nick Patan, uh, Kenny Agostino, Josh Hosang. Uh, like, I don't know about Josh Hosang. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Uh, there are a lot mm-hmm. of my, a lot of models love that guy. A lot of models love that guy. But you can't. At the same time, it's like apparently the, one of the biggest problems about Josh Hosang is that when he's given opportunities to shoot, he doesn't. Oh well, yeah. If you're with McKinney, he's not a volume you, you need shooter. To shoot. Yeah. Like, like but, James, James Neal's got. Uh, yeah, he's going to get more than seven goals. He's got the cushiest job in the sport. Oh, my God, yeah. No, and listen, I think Josh Hosang's an NHL player. I'm just not sure he's the right fit alongside McDavid. Um, How about but dry, why not? Why dry side Nuge? Yeah, exactly. You you know? could, so you could have upgraded, and they didn't. And that makes me wonder something. We've been talking about the McDavid clock, and tell me if I'm crazy on this one, because I know Oilers fans already think I'm crazy, and that's a complete Toronto construct that a superstar in Edmonton might want to get traded. Wow, have we forgotten Wayne Gretzky already, but whatever. Um, A superstar in Edmonton without good players around him. And I don't care what city it is. He could be a superstar in Toronto. He could be a superstar in in Miami. He could be wherever it is. If they do not have people around them that are going to help them win and even make the playoffs, even have a shred of a chance. If the Oilers were in the first round and they got knocked out every year, we're not having this conversation. But because they're not even fucking close, no, we're having this conversation. Well, why? So how dare you? What? Well, right, exactly. And how dare I say so? So here's here's my theory. I think Ken Holland thinks he's got more time. I think Ken Holland, much like Detroit's doing, much like Ottawa's doing, is not trying to win this year. So there is an argument that, and Elliot was making this in Thirty One Thoughts. There's an argument that if you're going to tank, this is the year. Not every year is the year, but this is the year. Alexis uh, Lafreniere yep. is going to be disgusting yep. by the looks of it. The top 15 or so of this draft, Merrick won't shut up. Yep. Jeff Merrick loves this draft. So that's why, I mean, Ottawa, I think, is business as usual. They're rebuilding. Um, uh, Detroit is actively tanking by the looks of it. The Oilers... Yep. But you're wasting another year. And if you are going to tank, he's already injured. Pull him. 
well, if he's if he's good to play, he's good to play. Actually, right? I got a message, a really great message about a PCL injury, which is what he has. I don't even know. What I'm gonna find it. Is. I'm gonna find it because it's really, really good. Well, okay. Before you, before you, you get there, then or while you're pulling that up, uh, so I sent a tweet where I was mm-hmm. talking about uh, the McDavid's wingers had seven goals last year because Thomas Yurcho didn't play a single NHL game last year, uh, which is wild. It's wild that he was even penciled in next to McDavid at all. Yeah, it's crazy that he's a top line uh, winger. I don't give a shit what he looked like in the preseason. I don't no. care. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't have even tried him with him in the preseason. Well, I guess you have to. But the amount of Oilers fans, and I know most of them don't listen to the show. That's fine. You're cool. If you listen to this, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you understand where what I'm saying is coming from. The amount of Oilers fans who just Toronto fuck you because I had anything to say about their team was mind-blowing. The amount of Oilers fans who said, well, what did you expect Ken Holland to do? Look what Pete Chiarelli's done to this team. We can't all have, uh, what was it, like $13 million on LTIR like the mm-hmm. Leafs do. Well, they can. The Oilers can. What a loser excuse. A loser excuse. That What did you expect them to do? Oh, I don't know. Not have a guy who didn't play a single friggin' NHL game next to Connor McDavid. Bare minimum. Ba- How is Adam, what color are oranges? They're orange. How are McDavid's wingers? <laughs> Unacceptable. Like, I, like I, for stating a fact, just because of where I grew up, who pissed in your cereal? I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and let me tell you, I hope you get everything that you asked for. I hope everyone leaves you alone and keep slopping from the trough because you seem to love it. Whatever they put in that shit. You seem to love it. Edmonton, by the way, can afford that. Edmonton is one of the the richer teams in the NHL. No. Um, and and the answer to the Ken Holland question: mm-hmm. What is he supposed to do? His so- job. Something. It's Ken <laughs> Holland, <laughs> Cup winner Ken Holland, mm-hmm. who has one of thirty one available GM jobs on planet Earth. Yep. There are 31 GM jobs in the National Hockey League. He's got one. I know he's GMing against 30 others. Nothing. Can I read Nothing. something from 31 Thoughts that might give an answer? That'd be great. Uh, Elliot wrote, Ken Holland seems pretty calm in Edmonton. Some of that is the security of a five-year contract. Some of that is he's 63 and has seen everything. Mm-hmm. But it's also that even though fans and organization crave sustained success, he sees this as a slower process. Holland told ownership this was not going to be a quick fix, and he's determined to stick to that. So they're tanking. They're going to tank. So they're tanking. They are tanking. McDavid plays right. 60 games this year. I think you're right. And maybe that's the right move. <laughs> I think it was Ryan Fancy tweeted. He's like, uh, if McDavid gets injured, the Oilers win, or the, the Oilers get 45 points. And I go, uh, no, because that would involve them winning twenty games. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like. So check this out. It's. I, it's the... Do you hear? Like, why do you care? Why do I care? Because you have the best player in the world. Mm-hmm. I want to watch him in games that don't suck. Like I, I don't understand. I, I keep slopping from the trough. Yum 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 yum. So your PCL Stupid. is your posterior cruciate ligament in your knee, and only about ten percent of cruciate ligament injuries involve this. This is what McDavid had. It's an awkward spot to get hurt. This is according to Colton Phillips, by the way, on Twitter. 
Uh, in fact, it's more common in motor vehicle accidents when people's knees get smashed through the dashboard. Uh, oh, but if you God. remember the play, it's almost exactly what happened to McDavid. He skates as fast as a car can drive, which is true. And he hit his knee against the post, tearing the ligament with a hyper... He basically hyperflexed his... Or, um, hyperextended. Hyperextended his leg in the knee, and it drove the tibia, the larger bone in your lower leg, back into the PCL. In terms of why it may have been a rough summer for him, 60% of those knee injuries include some other structures in the knee, usually uh, medial or lateral ones. Knee injuries typically require you to rest, ice, compress, and elevate your leg for a while, then go on crutches, then wear a brace. I don't know what grade his tear was, but without surgery, grade 2 tear takes about six weeks to recover, mm. let alone rehab to his standards. If the three of you can handle a bit of a gross visual, get ready for this. Oh, okay. The well, there's your warning, folks. Okay, three, two, one. The test for a PCL tear. W whose Twitter account is this from? This is from at C-P-H-I-B-B-S-13, Colton Fibbs, C. Fibbs. What, what's their, like, did they say what their expertise he is? is a, um, uh, he is he, he just knows the, the injuries here. So okay. I'm just, I'm just going off of this. So sure. I, this, imagine so we're going this, into this knowing that we're reading. Yeah, I'm reading the Twitter thing. Yeah, okay. But it might be right. Might be. Might be wrong. Might be completely wrong. Don't think so. So, when you look at the PCL injury, it's called a... You don't have pictures. No, I don't. Okay, thank God. The tear, they do something called a SAG test. Oh, Sorry, and, and how far back on his account is this? I'm just trying to bring it up on the what screen here. What do you mean? Here. Oh, uh, this is a... This is, no, 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 no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he is a uh, he's he DM'd me this. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, I was looking for the tweets. So I yeah. could throw it up on this nifty thing here, but yeah. they can't. Okay, um, keep going. It was he was <laughs> he basically is he's going to school right now. Okay, so he said this is he said he said uh, I remember you guys saying on the podcast it'd be really interesting if some down, someone broke down sports injuries and I gave uh, and gave it a bit of an overview. And when you were discussing McDavid's knee injury on the show, it reminded me of a lesson I had in class last year. Turns out I have a few pieces of information on PCLs, which is why he sent that to me. Great. Okay. So that apparently, and I looked this up, and this is true. Mm. One test is called the SAG test for your PCL. Sounds awful. That is where the patient is seated, seated, excuse me, with their feet on the floor, okay. and with a little pressure on the thigh, it it go the knee goes just above the thigh. So the Jesus thigh, Lord. the thigh <laughs> starts to sag below the knee a little bit, <laughs> and that's how you know you've got a PCL tear. So they probably had to do that with Connor McDavid. Before his rehab, his thigh probably could go below his knee. Oh, my dear God. Isn't that fucked? Anyway. It's dirty. Dirty. Wow, man. Wow. Wow. Crazy. That's gross. Yep. That's really shitty. Crazy stuff. I love those injury overviews. It's They're wild. so interesting. It's wild what athletes do to their body, man. Yeah. It's, do you ever just like think about that? Oh. It's not good Holy for you. Shit. It's not good for you. No, it's terrible. Um, you know what's interesting? People are going to say, you know, when we talk about Ken Holland, what happened in Edmonton this summer? Mm -hmm. You got a new coach. Yep. And I feel bad for Dave Tippett because I he don't. seems to absorb teams in their worst states. Like the LA Kings from 99 to 2002. Then you look mm -hmm. at it, and then he's the Dallas Stars from 02 to 09. They were okay, but there were some rough years in there. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Then... Arizona, which did have the 2013 conference finals, that he was the coach of that. Mm -hmm. But he has managed through some really rough situations. And like two games in to the, did you see his comments? Like two games into the preseason, no. He's like, "Wow, this was a 
this he said I didn't realize it, but this turned out to be a tryout for a lot of players on this team because oh. they got slammed. And he was like, "This is these are a bunch of these players are just not making it." Yikes! It's wild, man. It's it's. I don't know how you can. I'm on Oilers fans' side. Well, you're from Toronto, so you can't. Be. I, I know. Um, I guess that's yeah. I guess that's it. Um, I'm an elitist. It is very very interesting to see uh, what's happened. So it'll be very interesting to watch. Um, Darcy is... Kemper. Yes. Signed a two-year extension, by the way, this year. Nine million bucks uh, because Auntie Ranta, I believe, is injured again. Yes, and my uh, one of my favorite fantasy sleepers, as you found out yesterday. Darcy Kemper. He had an unbelievable year last year. 925 save percentage, played in 50 games. And I picked 55 him. games. I, I, I had Rene earlier. Yeah, but I, I'm I'm banking on this because thing Grubauer and, was taken. Yes, I, Grubauer, I think another Grubauer one. is going to have a really good season. See, I took Pecorine because he's an established guy, but then Kemper was still around, so I thought, well, Steve Steve does make a good point. And you guys, you guys play in a fake fantasy league. No, I help him play in a yeah. fake fantasy league <laughs> I, so, because I don't like the maintenance of it all. So okay. I, I just get bored. Our league includes Corsi, but it's on ice Corsi. So it's not so if if, if it's the, three the most us, disgusting thing I've ever heard. If the heard three of us are on ice together and I get five shots, mm-hmm. that course he counts to you guys, but it's not personal, right? It's the most disgusting thing. I've oh, ever do heard. you guys do you play head to head or table? It's head to head. So we're doing head to head matchups. But is there money on the line? Uh, I don't believe there was no buy in. I think there is a buy in, but I don't know if I paid it yet. Pride, I've forgotten. Sorry, Josh. Uh, but anyway. Okay. I joined this league because every person in this league is like a million times way smart. Not that that's this is not abnormal for me, but most people are way smarter. But these people are like a million <laughs> times more qualified and smarter. And I'm like, I might learn something. And it's that we went with like the fact that Corsi gets you a um, Corsi gets you points, and that the the Corsi is if you've got one good player on your line like McDavid, you could pick a Yurko. And you get all the McDavid Corsi, basically, like, right? Not... <laughs> Another, I mean, everyone's fantasy guys draft. Are, okay, you guys done, are playing but... fantasy completely wrong, first of all. But go ahead. <laughs> was... I'm loving it. I'm excited. Uh, what was what was? Amazing <laughs> I'm so excited. So I helped Mrs. Dangle with hers and you with yours. Yeah. Um, someone who's probably going to have a pretty good season possession-wise, probably going to put up a bunch of points, plays with really good players. But you usually look at the cluster of people... Who are coming up, and you look at, you know, max like 20 guys in that range, and you go, okay, well, I'm smarter than the algorithm or whatever, so I'm going to pick the guy seven people down. You do a snake draft? Oh, that's what... We did. We did a snake draft. Yeah. There's your first problem. Auction draft only. Oh. oh. You guys got to step up your fantasy yeah, game. Yeah, okay. All right. All right. Maybe auction next draft year. next year. Okay. Huh? All right. Keep going. Well, <laughs> so you know who is like super duper far down the list mm-hmm. because they had bad seasons last year is guys who got injured. So guys who are available way later than they ought to be. Tory Krug was one who mm-hmm. you picked up. William Nylander is like... 155th or something. Oh my god! Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I was like, watch this. So far down. And I got to pick, because I was the 12th overall pick out of 12 teams. So I got to pick first in this... First and... Like I would pick two yeah. twice in a row because it's last and first, first and last. And uh, I... Uh, I was able to pick up Krug and Nylander back to back, and it's kind of like I was like, "Watch this!" And then you see all the <laughs> see like Ian Tulloch and uh, oh, and all, oh. all of them are like, "Whoa!" Yeah, all the <laughs> all the offensive zone entries and stuff like that. And um, and then at the end of it, because Ian Tulloch's name, like team name, is Dermot's Edges. Okay. Um, I'm Team Potato, by the way, because I have the intelligence of a potato compared to these people. 
I picked up Travis Dermott. <laughs> just to be a dick. And yeah, just to be a dick. And and they, they laughed. But somebody on Twitter chirped me. They're like, yeah, so you got a, a third-pairing defenseman who's injured. What's that? I'm like, no, it's the principle. No, it's it's, it's, it's the principle. For the lulls. And also, um, uh, Rachel Dory, big Damon Severson person, was able to pick him up. Uh, and apparently, we're supposed to work out a trade. But she better offer big money. That's all I'm saying. Better, better be big, Rachel. That's all I'm saying. Well, and you... Uh... <laughs> we uh, wanted Nico Heischer really badly, yeah. But time ran out, and it auto drafted Bo Horvat, and we looked and we we're like, "Oh, okay, no, yeah, that's, <laughs> good, <laughs> that's okay, good, yeah, good." That's <laughs> I ended up with Nazem Kadri in a late round pick too. And people, Would you what? Yeah, I didn't see that. yeah. It was after after everything else. I got Kadri, so I was like, "Great, this is awesome." And wow. we did. This is so in depth, Jesse, that we have a prospects draft too, and I wasn't able to be there for that. Okay. I have not great prospects, but I did end up with Capo Caco. <laughs> what is what is your prospects draft? Well, that means like players that could make it and you can you can trade them and stuff, and I think we do get Based on their junior numbers, you get some points as well. I hate your fantasy league <laughs> oh, I'm so much. It. Oh, so, so do I. I this this is the, the dumbest time. thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Play real fantasy. <laughs> I love it. Steve was upset. <laughs> Steve was, I, this I is, love is these so guys. Annoying. I'm so excited, man. Just, I'm going to update you guys. I've never, I've never heard of anything away. worse. <laughs> I was just like, you guys have Corsi? Yeah, on ice Corsi. Oh, you What? Do you also have plus minus? Uh, oh, like, no. No, there'll be no plus money. Okay. No. How dare you? All right, no, good. No, no, no. Don't insult them. Come on. But I'm really pumped. I think this is going to be wicked. So we're going to, I'm going to make you make sure you guys know about my team. I did get I, uh, Thomas Shabbat. I got Eli, uh, Elias Pettersson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I got some really good players. Good players. We now have good my players. least favorite segment every week. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, Adam's team how Adam's Adam's doing in this funky league. clown show fantasy <laughs> league. Oh, I just want. <laughs> I want Adam to beat both Staff and Graf. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it'd be nice if he beat And, like, all oh. these people who are like, yeah, they do this for a living. Like, I just want you to be like... Especially Staff, like, am I right? Yeah, oh, my God, yeah. Especially yeah. Staff. Screw yeah. them. Yeah. Screw her. Yeah. <laughs> Go, Potato! Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about... And this is, uh, this is strange. But um, I never thought we'd be talking about this guy again. But Mark Borowiecki. Oh, yeah. So this is what I'm. This is what I'm, yeah. Go ahead. All right. Now, this is this is Leafs related, but I tag this under Senators because this is a Senators thing. And you know when it you, is. you know when you, um, you know when you read a comment from somebody, no, and they're like, you're like, oh, you're just trying to be a hero. Yeah, this I think is, what Enrique Iglesias version. <laughs> Or uh, what, what they did for the Spider-Man movie way back when with what's her what's her futs from Evanescence and guy who sounds like he's from Creed. Remember which one was There's that? There's a lot of references. Yeah, man, that's that. deep. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. There was a hero song. Like, oh, for... and they say yeah. that a, a hero, hero isn't that... can save. Yeah. Didn't, was it Nickelback on that? Too? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, they all sound the same. When someone's trying to be a hero, a Kate Bader. Yes. Mm. Was Mark Boriak, whatever the futs, was he cape baiting? Let's let's see. When when we when referencing Scott Sabrin, by the way, who had seven Ooh. AHL points. Touch it. What happened? What did I touch? The, the the quotes on the screen. Oh, He's, he could touch when, it. We're referencing <laughs> Scott Sabrin, who had seven AHL points last year. Slew footed Austin Matthews Eight. in the preseason. Sorry. <laughs> um, and Matthews went. Who are you again? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Borvietsky thought said, I thought it was a little disrespectful, to be honest. Duh, that was sort of the point. 
Uh, we're not yes. all blessed with Austin Matthews' talent, unfortunately. I'm not sure Austin appreciate what it's like being a fighter down there. It's a role he's never had to play. Whoa. Now, yeah. I know that's not the whole quote. But that's the joy of <laughs> boiling it down, because that's most Ooh. of it. What How you... much of that is, okay, that's my teammate, and I just got to go out and say the correct thing? That's it. Right? Well, and it's it's what I was saying, like, okay, you don't got to win every game. You got to beat the Leafs. Right? Or, you know, we, not every game is the Stanley Cup final. But we, oh, sorry. Let me, let me, let we got to beat the Leafs. Let me say this. We're not all blessed with Austin Matthews' talent, unfortunately, but I truly wish I was. Some of us had to do it the hard way. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you know, some of us, when the owner's like, I want you to be part of a shitty interview with me. <laughs> have to suck you, it up and go, you right. Okay, what are we going to do here? Like, uh, it's, yeah, it's devoid of context. Like, the reason Matthews did it is Sabrin was being a shit. Like, he's supposed to. Mm -hmm. Sabrin, he got his job because he did his job. Yeah. Dude, in the preseason, he got Austin Matthews' attention and mm. punched Max Domi. <laughs> for a guy who and beat beat Max Domi to fight. Yeah, well, I mean, right. Once when when Domi hit the ice, he still had a glove on. So oh, I'm okay, gonna grade right. on a curve uh, there. Enough, but okay. um, you know, far be it from a Leafs fan to defend Max Domi. But did you know he has a book? Um, for a guy who put up like less than fourth line AHL production last year to accomplish that in a preseason game, even if he had dirty tactics to do it, I mean, good on him. And the fact he's going to make more money than he ever has in his entire life. Although he did, you left out a quote there. What? The $70,000 one? Uh, well, I mean, this me. guy made, you know, he's been making $70,000. And a lot of people are rolling around like, on a team. <laughs> $70,000 American to play hockey. But yeah, I I understand. Sorry, I should I should have included that. But yeah, quotes, it's, it's really tough when you know you're going to fight double digits every year and ride the bus around and get paid seventy thousand dollars. So you get burr, seventy thousand bucks to ride a bus and punch face. There's a lot of people I know who would take that. Should we be disappointed you know? that Sabrin's in the league? No, that the NHL hasn't what? phased out this type of player by by now. It's 2019. I mean, the NHL might phase him out by Christmas. <laughs> Uh, who knows? I think he who will knows? phase himself out. Who knows? I mean, we need former worry. Oshawa general, so he's a good guy, obviously. But we, the, we no, the point is not Scott Sabrin. No, the point what? is that's this true. dumb quote. Yeah. That's dumb. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, well, of course, it, listen, <laughs> slew footing a superstar in preseason is disrespectful too. Man. Of course. But we're we're seeing we're seeing the senators' strategy at play. They're world beaters. And they right. got to tell themselves that they're world beaters. Mm -hmm. And if you're Jeff Blaschel or anyone in the Detroit locker room, that's your job too. If you're, I don't know, maybe the Kings. You know, if you're not expected to do well this year, that's got to be your mindset. Mm -hmm. Like we always talk about tanking teams. And no, I don't expect the players to tank. But the organization's got to make a decision to sort of strip it of talent and get different assets and whatever. But the players in the room, like... I, I don't know. Good on Boro for doing that. And Sabarin for doing his job. I'm I, not necessarily the slew foot. I kind of liked Adam's angle of it's a dumb quote. Oh, it's a dumb quote. <laughs> it's the dumbest <laughs> It's quote. a dumb quote. But, like, I get what he's doing. Sure. It's also kind of dumb. It's pretty dumb. Yeah. Pretty dumb. Well, they, they have to tell themselves they're world beaters, but they won't beat anyone. Like, let's just be... Craig Anderson, they, they live or die by games. Craig Anderson. They'll play fun games. 
But what does I that just, mean? They're going to lose 7-4? They skate real fast. They try real hard. They score goals sometimes. Yeah. Although, when they traded Mark Stone, that went away. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I'm, I'm excited to see how Mark Stone does in Vegas, by the way. He's going to kill it. Oh, Vegas is going to do really, really well, I think. Because um, they did so well last year after starting garbage. So, is this a dick move? Yes. The Vancouver Canucks are going to name a captain this season. Says, we're going to name a captain this season. It's a special moment. This is from Travis Green, their head coach. Something it's their 50th our, season. Yeah, something our fans should be able to witness firsthand. We'll make the announcement Wednesday at our home opener. So tonight we'll also know about the Vancouver Canucks captains. Oh, they included fun. a picture of several Canucks captains. Naslin, Linden, Sedin. Not Roberto Luongo. So Roberto Luongo retweeted it oh. and photoshopped himself into it. <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's really funny. But isn't that kind of shitty as well? No. Wasn't he captain for like less than half a season? Two years. He was... No, he wasn't. 08 to 2010. Actually? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's sort of shitty. Yeah, but... Wait, what years? 2008 to 2010. Wow. Mm. Dude, they were a great team. They were a great team, but they got better once he was not captain anymore. Was it just an error by an, uh, somebody well, uh, like an intern? Mark Messier. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but but that's smart. Could be an error. Um, Is there? I can't imagine it's here's because here's the thing. I'm going to go through Canucks captains in history. They don't exactly have a plethora of great names to pick from. The first one was Orlin Kurtenbach from yeah. seventy to seventy four. The Curtain blog. Andre Bordre from 75 to 76. Chris Odolfson, 76 to 77. Don Lever, 77 to 79. Kevin McCarthy, 79 to 82. A lot of turnover. Stan Smeal, 82 to 90. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was Dan Quinn, Doug Lidster, and and Trevor Linden in uh, 1990 and 1991. They were tri-captains. And then Linden from 91 to 97. Messier from 97 to 2000. Naslin, 2008. Messier was three years, huh? Roberto Luongo. Yeah, he was. Roberto Luongo, 2008 to 2010, and Henrik Sedin for eight years after that. I'd say they're on a good little run. They're on a good little run now. But you can't include Roberto Luongo? Yeah, why did they do that? I guess they cut off. I don't know. I don't don't think it's that huge of a deal. He's captain for two years. Most people don't seem to view it as that great of an idea. He's the best goalie in franchise history. Could have included him. But maybe you only wanted five, so you could have a guy in the middle. I don't know. What? <laughs> why are you? Why are you making You're, excuses? This is so it. weird. I, I'm not defending it. I just don't care. I don't think it's that big of a deal. He was captain for two years. Two years. No, but they did a thing about the captains of the team. Yeah, and they just so arbitrarily who, who left them out. Who are the captains in the photo? Uh, it's well, a couple of them I don't recognize, to be honest with you, because I so don't know. There's a particularly there's older gentleman here. who I assume is like the first. Hey, yeah. Okay, so who we got? Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna lie, I don't notice the, I don't Sid- recognize the two guys. Naslin, Sedin, Linden are the only ones I recognize. Yeah, yeah, like those guys were captains for a long time through a lot of. Success. Yeah, but the guy with the V jersey on probably wasn't, unless that's the guy from the '80s. <laughs> yeah, but then you're <laughs> going with nostalgia. Then you're going with nostalgia, though. I don't know. I, I'm having a hard time getting worked up about this, and I get worked up you about a lot. You don't include Roberto. Come <laughs> on. Happening? That's shitty. I don't you, care. You I, I don't care what anyone says. That's, <laughs> you could. that's total I shit. Leaving out Mark Messier is funny. Well, yeah, you yeah. want to, though. That was crappy. See, that's the, an interesting that, one. So, that was a Messier's bad... relationship with the Vancouver Canucks <laughs> is always fascinating to me. 
because how many teams have a guy who was captain for multiple years mm -hmm. who the fan base seems to universally hate? Like, is there a Leaf captain who, like, was you the just way can't he use in anything? He was the... Uh, that you can't... Dion Phaneuf. Oh, there's one. Yeah. So Mark Messier is their Dion Phaneuf. Yeah, but in a worse way. Because Trevor Linden was beloved. And they signed Messier, and it was sort of like, oh, no, not, now I'm going to be captain, and he's leaving. That's how it went. Like, um, if you go back and read articles from the time, and, and you read about the situation, Messier pushed Linden out. And the organization was like, well, we need Messier, not Linda. See, I, don't, I guess I just don't know the context. They turned on their guy. Interesting. And was Messier okay. the better player? Probably. But Linden was Vancouver's mm, guy. Probably not by then. Maybe not by then. Maybe not by I then. I remember, do you remember, was it Nagano? Yeah, he didn't go to Nagano. He wasn't in Nagano. And I remember, I remember waking up and watching the highlights. And when they announced the team, he was like crying on the bench. You know who made that team? Rob Zaminer. Wow. Remember Rob Zaminer? The Examiner. The ex he wasn't, but it oh should have been. God. Yeah, Rob Zaminer did. There was a few weird ones on that team. Mm -hmm. And Ray Bork took a penalty shot. They lost. Go figure. <laughs> um, Lots more around the league. But, again, it's hard to get too deep because, again, we are— Well, there's games tonight. Yeah, there's And that's going to happen mm -hmm. throughout the season. There is. Um, I do, I do want to point out that— EA Sports NHL mm. did their simulation of the playoffs. Mm. There's a notable thing. Before we get to the press conference, mm -hmm. there's a notable thing, which is Boston wins the cup. Yep. And in the first round, beat the Toronto Maple Leafs four games to three. So. I have a conspiracy theory. Do you think they did that on purpose? Yeah, they photoshopped that. Yeah? 100%. I hope they did. They that's, to, that's the right one. What, are they going to show you the record of the simulation? No. no. It's way funnier. It's way funnier. God damn it. Can you imagine? Oh. I don't I, I don't even want to think about it. Oh. I might have to take a break from LFRs. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You said that. You did say that last year. It was heartbreaking. Can you imagine Dude, this happening again? three years in a row? Yeah. That'd be insane. Yeah. By the way, I can't believe this is the seventh full season of the podcast coming up. I know. And the 13th of LFR. What the? F How old am I? Old. I'm like 47, right? Yeah. Like Old as shit, man. Jeez. Should we do the press conference? 63. We should do the press conference. All right. Someone had this great idea that for trivia... We should do Stanley Cup champions. I forget who tweeted it to me, but I thought it was a great idea. I like this. We're going to go back until... What year were you guys were born the same year? What year were you born? 88. 88. We're going to go from the year you were born until 2019. Most correct answers wins. Okay. Okay. All right? Let's mm -hmm. try this. All right. Do you guys have a pen and paper? Oh, boy. That will be required for no. this contest because I don't mm. like cheaters. Okay. I have a post-it note. Do you have a pen? Get a pen. I have post-it notes. Give me a post-it note. Uh, yeah. You got two pens there, Adam? Yep. Yeah, I'll I'll I got my Virgin Radio pen here. I'll there give you go. two because I'm a great guy. Whoa. There you go. Noted great guy, Steve. Ooh, Noted great, great guy, guy. Steve. Okay. Okay. 1988. 
Who won the Stanley Cup? Who won? Yeah. Oh, I just need the name of the team. Man, I'm not good. I'm not good with the 80s. Okay. They beat the Boston Bruins. Reveal your answers. Oilers. 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 Gretzky's Both last correct. With uh, the Oilers. I think you're right. Yep. Gretzky's last cut. Right, 1-1. One, yeah. one. 89. I think I know this, but I'm not totally confident. Reveal. Steve Flames, Adam Flames. 2-2. Two, two. Okay. 90. Steve? Oilers. Oilers? Adam? Oilers. 3-3. Three, three. Okay. Uh, okay. 91? Who you got? Steve got it correct. Adam? Both Penguins. 4-4. Four, four. We've been alive too long. 92. Pens? Adam? Pens? 4-4. Four, four. All right, now it's 5-5. Five, five. 93, easy. Adam, we go for 93. Canadians. Yeah. 94. Steve's written down the correct answer. Adam? Rangers. Rangers. I'm writing. I'm trying to write as fast. Yeah. 95? Uh, you just keep going. 90, we know, you know where the next question is going to be. 95. Adam's got, yeah, correct. Steve? New Jersey Devils. Yep. 96. Who you got? Abs. Abs, 96. Mm-hmm. 97? Steve's got it. Adam, what Wings. you got? Wings, correct. 98? I just put times two. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah. Wings, yeah, yeah, yeah. nice. Uh, ooh. 99. Correct. What you got? Stars. Correct, Which Dallas Stars. It shouldn't have been. Oof, nope. It actually, <laughs> we're sorry, Buffalo Sabres. Yeah. It gets foggier for not, me as the, le- as not the years go on. Not that it shouldn't have been the Stars. It shouldn't have happened the way it happened. Right. Yeah, it could have still been the Stars. Sh- probably would have been. Yeah. But, yeah. Two, uh, that was, oh, now we're at the 2000. I'm not sure. I think I might get this one wrong. The millennial year. How many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, uh, eight. One nine, between two. Ten, one and two. 12. There's two teams that I'm thinking. Twelve, twelve. Oh, I know who it is. I'm honestly not sure. I know who it is. Shoot. Twelve, twelve. Who won the Stanley Cup in the year two thousand? My pen died. The year that the world was supposed to come to an end. In the year and it didn't. My pen died. Oh, uh-huh. I another pen. Do you have another, another pen? pen? Okay. All right. Is it? I don't know if it's any And good, also, turn off your sticky note so I can see it because you run out of room. Damn it. Adam, what's your this answer? This one's dead, too. I get, I get All right. I'll say devils. Steve really... has it correct. Ah, Adam, you are incorrect. Ass. Oh, no way. That was a show. What was the, the Ray Bork year? Damn it. I guess it's the, yeah. I guess it's the next one. Uh, so it's 13. So I had devils crossed out. Oh, there, now it works. It's 13 to 12 for Steve Dangle. Okay. okay. 2001. Adam, who mine? Avs. Avs, correct. Avs. Uh, okay. Mad. 2002. Steve's got it correct, Adam. Wings. Wings. 2003. Oh, no, I'm foggy. I am too. Mm. I, um... I know. 
I'm really, ah. Uh... Oh! Mm -hmm. uh, okay. 2003. Yeah. Hurricanes? No, no, 2003 was the New Jersey Devils. Uh, yes. Again, Damn. that, that makes was it the... 16 to 14 for Steve. That was Jaguar. That was the uh, oh, yes. Devils. That, that was the Ducks the run. run. The original That's right. Run. That's All right. right. 2004. Yeah, I think I got yes. this one. Tampa Hurricanes. Oh no, Adam, you are incorrect. Fuck! When did the Hurricanes win? Did they win? <laughs> They're coming I'll, up. I'll tell you. Fucking Hurricanes. <laughs> All right, that's seventeen to right, fourteen for Steve. This is where this is where it gets foggy for me. Yeah, from like 05 to about 09, it was really. Oh five, there's no winner. There's a logout. Right. Oh six. It's a fucking hurricane. I'm gonna be so mad. <laughs> it's the hurricane. Okay, thank you. I'll give you that point. Though. That sucks. Eighteen <laughs> typical hurricanes. You I always think it's gonna be always, them. Yeah, I know. Eighteen to fifteen. Two thousand seven. Oh. Um, Who you got, Adam? Uh, I got mine. Uh, I'm just gonna tick it. I know Devils. I'm right. Devils. Nope. Fuck it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really know. It's the Anaheim Ducks. Anaheim Ducks. Right. That was uh that was the... Spezza. That that Anaheim Ducks championship put the Leafs behind so many years. Two thousand eight? It's twenty to sixteen for this Steve. Freaking thing. Two thousand eight? Steve's got it correct. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, oh, oh. Wings. Adam's got it correct. Twenty one seventeen for Steven. Mm -hmm. Uh two thousand nine. Got mine. Got it right here. It's the pen. Hey, 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 look at that. Crosby's uh, first cup. Yep. Yeah. yeah I remember 2009, that. 2010. Got mine. Devils. No. Shit. Blackhawks. I don't fucking know, man. 2011. Uh, Who won? Sorry, 2010? That was, yeah. No, uh, Chicago was 2010. Yeah, you got that correct. Adam okay. got that correct. 2011, we all remember. I, I don't know, do we? <laughs> Maybe Adam? we don't. Kings. No, no, that was Boston Bruins. Adam. Hurricanes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good one. I don't know. Man. Uh, it was Boston Bruins, 2011, oh, 2012. Fuck me, of course it was. Yeah, uh, 2012. Steve's got it. Kings. Kings. There, there you go. go Adam. All right, just checking. Oh. Uh, this. What am I at? Those Kings, 2012, 2013. Got mine. 13, Adam. Blackhawks. Blackhawks. 2014. There it is. Should I just start Steve's writing? Steve's got it. Got it there too. What is he right? Kings. Kings, yes, yeah. correct. Bastards. And 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Steve's got it. There we go. So wait, let me, wait, let what, me check. What year? So now I've lost. So we're track. starting at 14. 14. 15. I'm so 16, fucking brain dead right now. 17, I don't even know. I don't even know. Give me 18. I just want to see if Steve can do this. Uh, and then, 18. Yeah. Did I get them all? Yeah, there you okay, go. What Steve, are they? Steve's gonna clean up. You're 2014, winning. the Kings. 2015, the Blackhawks. 2016, the Penguins. 2017, the Penguins. 2018, the Capitals. 2019, the St. Louis Blues. There you go. I did, man. Those early 2000s because it was just it was like yeah, three yeah. teams. I could tell you, I could tell you this most of the 60s, all of the 70s, all of the 80s. I couldn't tell you and any most of, that of the shit. 90s, but I can't tell you. I could not tell you. Like I struggled from 05 to about 2013. Because the Leafs were so fucking bad that I stopped paying attention. I would. I don't know any of the '70s, except I believe '79 was the Habs because that's like regarded yeah. as one of the best. Well, that, teams and ever. that was like the end of five years. The, the great thing about the '70s is five of them. You can just Montreal. guess Montreal. Yeah, and, and then right. two of them are two of them are Boston and two of them are Philly. I believe you. Sure. Oh yeah, well, uh, Philly '74. '74 or '75? Yeah, one of them. Wait, are they one or two? Anyway, whatever. I don't know. Doesn't matter. I think it's two. Hey. 
I feel good about it. Go myself. victory Hooray. for Steven Dangle. Yeah. There you go. Flawless I, victory, Steven. Well done. We'll call that the start <laughs> of the regular season. Steve's up one nothing. There it is. There you go. There it is. Yeah, preseason doesn't matter. Yep. Here it is. All right. Cool. Good show. Another Good show. show, guys. Fun times. All right. So we'll be back Sunday. Bigger show. Believe we're going to book one of our marquee guests for that, but I'm not going to say who oh. because we haven't fully fully done it yet, but hoping. Uh, very excited about having him on. Um, and listen, we're super excited about this season. Thanks so much for listening. This is the season... We are like an episode, two episodes in now to season seven. Unbelievable. Thank you so much for listening. And obviously, thank you so much for checking out our new camera angles, which we will figure out. We got a lot of people like, oh, I don't know about that particular angle. Just give us yeah, a freaking minute, okay? We just give got us, the equipment. Give us a sec. Half an episode, you know? <laughs> give us a sec. Well, I am so impressed by Jesse's ability to, like, carry on a conversation and, like, do his wizardry It's not. It's not the best of abilities, but it works. Jesse actually knows how to do some crazy stuff on there. There's, like, polls and, like, what else can you do on that I thing? tried the scoreboard for anybody watching. They saw the scoreboard come up when you guys were playing. That's so great. I got to 27 to 19, and then I gave up. Yeah, I was like, That's so cool, though. Yeah, yeah. And you can, can you, like, what, what do they call it? When they put your name across the bottom of the screen, a key. Yeah, right. when they can they key, yeah, can I can, you key, I can key. I can key you right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna write something. Key me, Steve. Do you want me to key you? Yeah. Right, what hold are you gonna on. Key we're gonna, me it's on Adam Cam right now. So we're gonna. Oh, is that my cam? Can I type it? <laughs> I might not be in my cam most of the time. No, shot. you're in your cam. Oh, Don't no. worry. Am I even over here? So we're gonna we're gonna write Adam. Mm -hmm. What do you, you want to write, Steve? Idiot. Loser. Don't make sure make sure he doesn't know. What do you want to write? Potato idiot. Shout out the Corsi Hockey League, by the way. Adam it's my fantasy league. Potato idiot. Adam, Adam can't hear me. No, he can't. Talking. He can't hear you. He can't. Someone write Adam <laughs> Wild. Potato idiot. And now, it's, and now it's there. Now it's on the screen. I love yeah, the future. Adam. That's crazy. Big potato idiot. Adam, it says you're potato idiot in your camera. Potato idiot. Look at that Look stupid. smile. There you go. By the way, I just want to read one <laughs> quick comment from Daniel Nugent Bowman. From the Athletic Edmonton. Yes. Some lunchtime reading. I spent time with Oilers GM Ken Holland this summer as he packed and planned. His message for McDavid as the Oilers rebuild. You look at Ovechkin. He was number one overall. It was 13 years in the league before he won the cup. What? And Andrew Berkshire retweeted it and said, if I'm McDavid and the GM says this, I'm asking for a trade immediately. The Capitals were amazing for like 10 years before they won yeah, the Cup. Yeah, the Capitals could have won the Cup five different times. How many President's <laughs> trophies yeah. do they <laughs> What the hell is and somebody, that? And somebody said to Andrew, you could never be McDavid, so you don't have to worry about this. And, and Andrew said, damn, I never realized that at 32, I could not be the best hockey player in the world. Really disappointed. Oh... <laughs> Good luck, Connor. Oh God! Woo! Thirteen years. What? What is that for Oilers fans? They got five, seven, five to seven years left. Uh, we'll save you ninety-seven, bud. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle at Adam W Y L D E and at Jesse Blake. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness. Connection complete.